Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. That's what I do. Hey, everybody. What are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? That's all good. <laughs> okay. Edit number one. <laughs> I love this. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. We also want you to know that we really have fun working together. And so right now, as we're talking, I know that Allie thinks we're cutting that part, but we're probably going to keep it Come because on. it's just really great. So today we are getting to meet with James Meehan and Allison Evans. And you guys know James really well, but you have not got to hear from Allie on the podcast. And so Allie, would you take just a minute and tell us a little bit about you and your role with Life Church and what it is that you do? Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad to be on here with you guys. And you are so fun. I love that. I love that you we have hope fun to be. together. We have very little <laughs> Even other in the things context to of us. <laughs> yeah. It's the fun factor. So <laughs> I've been on Life Church staff for 21 years. All of that time I've spent in kids in student ministry, right? So Life Kids and Switch. In our context, we call that next gen. And so I have the honor and the privilege of leading the next gen team at Life Church, which is the most fun thing. I always tell people I have the best job in all of Life Church. No offense to you guys or Craig or whoever, but this <laughs> is the most fun job. And I lead a switch group. And so that's fantastic. I absolutely love I co-lead with two other amazing women. And our girls are fantastic. Speaking of girls, I have two daughters. I have a son as well, lives in California. He's awesome, living his best life, married to Matt. It's just, my life is good, Josh. It's a good I life. Love it. I know I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> well, Allie, thanks for joining us. And just so you guys know, we've had Vince on here before and, and been able to share that Vince is the leader over Switch, over our youth ministry. Allie is in such a cool role in that she's the leader over NextGen and helps us remember how important it is that it all ties together and that Life Kids should feed into Switch and it should be um, something that we're not two separate ministries, but very much one and the same with the same goal. And so I'm really excited about this week. So we have been doing, as you guys know, this 10-week series called Leader Essentials. And we're covering things that don't just make you a better switch leader, but they make you a better follower of Jesus. And that's never something we've arrived at. So that's never like, well, there's a destination. I have reached great Christian level. That's not the goal. The goal <laughs> is actually that every day we wake up going, how do I love Jesus better? How do I love people better? What is it that I need to improve in my life to do that? And so we're talking through some of these things. This week is going to be really great because the topic is something that if you know Allison the way that I know Allison, you know that she's as good as it gets at doing this really, really well. And so I'm going to hand it off to James and let him kind of set us up as we go into episode number five of Switch Leader Essentials. Yes. Yeah, so today's episode, we are talking about making it personal. Now, full disclaimer, the content of this podcast is ripped straight from the book, It's Personal, written by Reggie Joyner, Kristen Ivey, and Virginia Ward, three incredible people in the world of student ministry that has shaped a lot of what we do and how we operate as a student ministry at Switch and next-gen ministry as a whole here at Life Church, And one of the things that we're actually looking forward to doing in the future is an entire series of podcasts based on the book, It's Personal, and the five principles found within. Today, we're just doing a 
big high level overview. And what I want to do before you even get to that book is start with a quote that we ripped off from somebody else, because like once you start stealing, it's hard to stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So to start a quote that maybe they said first, I don't know, they also could have stolen it. But the quote is from a guy, John C. Maxwell, where he says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so for us in the world of student ministry in Switch and in our lives as followers of Jesus, what we have been called by our creator to do is show the love of God to others so that they might be open to experiencing the truth of what it means to follow Jesus. And so specifically, the way that we do this is by three big things. We learn our students' names. Because when you take the time to learn someone's name, you show them that they are worth remembering. The second thing that we do is we figure out what matters to them. Because when you care about what matters to someone else, you're showing them they matter to you. The third thing that we do is we tell them what we see in them that they may not see in themselves. Because when you care enough to see the potential in someone else, you are giving them hope by showing them that their future can be brighter and better than their past. This is how we intentionally show people how much we care. We learn their names, we figure out what matters to them, and then we tell them what we see in them that they may not see in themselves. And so what we're gonna do is just talk briefly about each of those three things to give you some ideas that maybe you as a switch leader can apply with your students or even other people in your life as you're trying to help them understand just how good Jesus is. So Miss Allie Evans, question for you. When did your faith in Jesus first become personal? Oh my gosh. So I was 27. So I was old, old person. And (laughs) (laughs) I would have told you until that point that I was a Christian. I was one of those people. I grew up in the South. And so we were all Christian. You know, I believed in God. I believed that Jesus was God's son, but I had no concept that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus until I'd gotten myself into some pretty significant relational trouble. And it was kind of that last resort where my husband dragged me to church. And I I heard a transforming message and I began a relationship with Jesus. And it my life didn't suddenly change, but I realized in that moment that I can have a personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus cares about me personally. And so that's really when it started for me. That's great. I, I think for me, I remember my youth pastor at the time walked up and invited me to, to switch. I was not in switch. I was not plugged into Life Church outside of attending on the weekends. But I knew that this guy was the youth pastor and he, he just walked up and personally invited me to switch. And it felt like this Wow, like did he just like he just picked me out of a crowd and told me he thought I'd love switch. And it was such a small thing. And and beyond that, I had small group leaders that did so many things to make me feel that same, oh my gosh, you remembered my birthday. Oh man, you came to a baseball game, lots of things like that. They were significant, but the very start was just somebody had to show up and rather than cast this wide net, it was like, no, I'm just talking to you right now. Like just this one person. I did find out later that my mom asked him to do that, but in the moment <laughs> I didn't know. So Come on. Thank you, mom. So what's so funny is I was literally thinking about as you were both telling your stories about the way my mom through the relationship I had with her 
brought me to church and got me involved serving and eventually put me in an environment where I was surrounded by other people that showed me firsthand what it really means to be a part of the family of God. And it was all of that, them making it personal with me that opened me up to begin a personal relationship with Jesus. And so what I think is really important for all of us to recognize is that what we are doing for others is something that God has first done for us. And oftentimes the way that God does that is through the people that he has placed in our lives. We talked about learning names, knowing what matters to people and telling them what we see in them. And that first one, learning names can be that literal. It can literally be you learning the names of the students that you interact with, or it could be learning other things about them that help them see that you're paying attention to the little things. Because when we pay attention to the little things, they might begin to trust us with some of the big things. And so I'd love to know from each of you, Josh, Ali, what are some things that you can think of where either people remembered some of those little things about you, or maybe you got to see how you remembering something small about somebody else opened them up to begin taking more steps in their faith. Man, so I was a chairwell. I was the chairwell. And all the girls would come to our house. Yeah, no, it was amazing. (laughs) It was amazing. But I was deep in my relationship with Jesus, and I loved it that God provided this opportunity for me to to just speak life into a whole bunch of teenage girls who are oftentimes very confused. You guys are switch leaders, you know. And so it was nice to to have that opportunity. There was a girl of the group. Her name is Kirsten. Kirsten. And when I first met Kirsten. I was like, okay, remind me, is it Kirsten, Kirsten, Kristen? What is it? She said, it's Kirsten. Don't worry about it, though. Nobody ever says my name right. And what I found out later from Kirsten as we had more conversations was that that actually was a stumbling block for her. She felt Mm, unseen because people never pronounced her name correctly. Doesn't that seem like such a small thing? It, It was enormous to her. She felt like she blended into the crowd. And during those years when she was growing up, Kirsten, Kirsten, Kristen, those were all very common. And she was just one of a bunch. And no one knew who she was, is what she told me she felt like. And so when she always made a joke about the fact, Miss Evans, you always remember my name, you know, you know. (laughs) And it was so great. It mattered to her. And her mom later told me how much it mattered to Kirsten that I pronounced her name correctly. Just so crazy. But she felt seen. Yep. That's really, really good. It reminds us just how simple it can be and that oftentimes we overthink leadership, but we also just overthink relationship and right. sometimes miss the most basic aspects of relationships. I'll, I'll share something that happened recently. I, so I spoke uh, at Switch on a Wednesday night, and during that time, I spoke about some stuff that was personal in my life and a foster son that I had and He's going through a tough time right now and um, just just kind of shared some of the pain. We were talking about how hard it is to be a Christian. They're like, hey, it really is hard. It's, nobody said it was going to be easy. And so I shared about this because it's been really hard. And this girl walked up to me on the weekend that following Sunday and said, hey, I just wanted to tell you it really meant a lot to me that you shared that. She said, I cried during the message because I could really relate. Wow. And I said, well, man, I'm glad that you related and it meant something to you. And thank you for telling me that. I appreciate knowing that that's encouraging. And then she kind of left and went and talked to her friends. And as she left, in my head, I just went, no, 
there's more questions to ask here. And so I, I found her and I said, hey, I just got to ask, were you in foster care growing up? And she said, oh, yeah, I was in and out of a lot of foster homes throughout my childhood. And she said, but now I'm good. I'm my, my aunt has adopted us. And yeah. I was like, man, that's that's awesome. And I said, have you ever written your testimony? Because at Switch, we kind of went through a thing where one of the series, we wrote our testimonies out. And she said, I did write some of it. She said, I didn't go into all the detail, but I wrote a little bit of it out. I said, well, will you do me a favor and go into the detail and write your testimony and bring it with you this Wednesday? Because I'd love to talk to you about it. And so she showed up on Wednesday and had written her testimony. And I said, find me at the end of the night. Let's talk. And so at the end of the night, she walks up and she said, you know, I, I could actually just tell you rather than reading it. And I said, sounds great. So we sat down and this, this kid just goes through <laughs> what I'm going to say is she just went through a lot and some really significant pain and lots of foster homes and lots of things that you would just think of a kid and go, hey, I don't ever want you to have to go through everything that this kid's been through, right? Yeah. And so after she gets through all of it, all the foster homes and to where she is now, I said, hey, thank you so much for sharing that. And I said, that's encouraging for me to hear because of the situation I'm dealing with. I said, would you be willing to share that? Like on a Wednesday night, would you, would you be willing to share your testimony with students? Because my bet is that there's some students that are currently going through what you've been through and your story would provide them with hope. And she just went, she had already kind of got teary eyed during sharing her testimony. And so anyway, she shares and I told her that and she went, oh my gosh. And, you know, she's just kind of like not knowing how to take it in. And she said, I've actually never shared any of the story I just told you wow. to anyone. She said, this is wow. the first time I've ever shared my testimony. And what was really interesting for me, she said, I haven't even shared it with my group or my leaders. And it's not because her, her leaders are awesome. I, have, I know who her leaders are. But it's because she just wasn't quite there. And I have no doubt that, that the last series of talking through some things kind of got, got her to a better place. But then what really got it there was I shared some stuff that was important to me. And then I asked the next question to figure out what was that's important so to her. Come on. And man. I think that that's something that a lot of times unintentionally we forget to do. Like we forget that if I am not willing to help them know what's important to me or what I'm excited about in my life or what I'm looking forward to, why would it ever cross their mind to share the same kinds of things with me? And then also important for us to know, I'm the adult, they're the student, and I probably need to be the one to keep asking questions. That You've probably never been to a good counselor that gave lots of advice. You've been to a good counselor that asked lots of really good questions to make you think. And I think sometimes if we do better at that, we learn more about them and it also celebrates them at the same time. That's great. You need to make a note, come back and do a, a whole episode seriously over <laughs> what you just, vulnerability <laughs> is sure. yeah. so key to being a great leader. So that's awesome. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because if you're not human, it won't feel very personal. Right. Yep. So we talked about learning names and other things that are important to people which kind of flows beautifully into thing number two, we figure out what matters to them. And so pop quiz, Allie Evans, hypothetically speaking, one of your students comes up to you and begins gushing about their newfound love for a Japanese cartoon that fits within the genre of anime. 
and you think that that is the least enjoyable thing imaginable, what do you do when that student comes to you talking about this thing that they are clearly really excited about? <laughs> so A, I would be transparent in the sense that I probably wouldn't say that I think it's the least interesting thing, but what I would probably say <laughs> is, you know what? I'm not super familiar with that, but you are so jacked up about it. Please tell me, tell me more. Who is this character? Actually, kind of fill me in on anime. I really, I've heard of it. I don't really know what all of that is. It isn't like this whole world. And I would just start asking questions. And here's one of the things that I always say, James, I think it's so important that we match our students' energy. If they're enthusiastic about anime, guess who else is? Me. And I'm going to be, I'm going to match it. Like, oh my gosh, it sounds like you are so pumped. Fill me in. Like, what does that even mean? I'm so jazzed for you. Which is similar to if someone came in and said that something that mattered to them was something that wasn't so wonderful, right? So they're coming in and they're sharing something and they're emotional about it and or they're downtrodden. I'm going to match their energy. You know, we talk about how in the lobby prior to Switch beginning, that we want everything like, let's connect and let's be relational and all those kinds of things. And sometimes our energy is like appropriately high and elevated. It's energetic time. But we've got to meet, meet our students' energy by understanding what's ma what matters to you right now. You've come in and, man, I can tell you're down. Help me understand. Oh, it's school? You're t you and your teacher are having a hard time? Gosh, let's sit down. And so, anyway, I know I kind of took that from one place to another. But it's just important when we see that something matters to our students that we match that energy. Josh, you mentioned at the top of this when you were describing about being, we don't want you to just be a great switch leader. We hope that you are, that you're growing in all areas of your life as we continue to do. These right. principles, James, are so real about how we relate to our own children, our friends, our spouses, our coworkers. This is all really helpful. It, I think it's good that students sometimes know that you actually don't like the same things I'm like, but you make them important. That's and awesome. It almost shows a student hey, I'm important enough to them that if I care about it, they care about it. It makes me think about like my mom and dad. It's like, if I, care, if, if I cared about it, my parents cared about it. It didn't even matter if it was a sport they liked that I was playing. I, they all of a sudden liked it if I cared about it. I think Don't you know the student too who has come to you almost trying to like, I'm into this really weird thing. Yep. And they almost want you to be grossed out or for you to, right. you know, whatever. So I love that, Josh. Well, and I think what's interesting is oftentimes I would suggest that our students are testing us with safe subjects to see if they can trust us with scary subjects. That's and so awesome. That's good. What I really wow. want to do is I want to show them that no matter what you say, I'm going to be interested because we've probably all been on the flip side where we've experienced us telling somebody we care about something that we care about and they were just totally disinterested in it. And that level of disinterest kills our enthusiasm so quickly. And I want to be the kind of leader that is encouraging and building that up in my students so that we can continue to have great and meaningful conversations. Now, there are far more ridiculous and silly conversations with my group of seventh grade boys than there are like meaningful and serious and spiritual ones. But every once in a while, when that meaningful thing comes out, it is all worth it. And so we talked about learning names, figuring out what matters to them. And then the final thing is we tell them what we see in them that they may not see in themselves. 
And I think, Josh, the example you gave earlier of the student who you invited them to share their testimony in front of the rest of the students in your switch is a beautiful example of that. And I think of times even in my own life where people have seen something in me that I didn't see in myself. Ali Evans, you are one of the most encouraging people I know. And there have been many times where I have been discouraged or not sure how to proceed in a situation. And I have come to you for advice and wisdom, and you have offered way more than I asked for. And so as the expert on the call, Ali Evans, how do you see things in other people? And then what are the ways that you try to intentionally call that out of them? Man, that's a really tough question, James, because, you know, I think that because there were people in my life that saw things in me that I didn't see, that I, I understood the value, even though I didn't always grab a hold of it. You know, oftentimes as switch leaders, I think that we can try to encourage a student and they, they don't, they don't receive it. They don't, they're not grabbing a hold of it. You know, that amazing student, Josh, could have turned you down. Is that, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. But that doesn't mean right. that your belief in her ability to communicate with heart and passion, her story of how, you know, what Jesus has done and those kinds of things that wouldn't take away from what she heard from you. She just was maybe, you know, a, a student would be ready to activate. So having right. experienced that myself, and having teachers in high school when I was not in a good place, but they believed in me and encouraged me to do the hard things. And I can so often remember, um, even in like my early relationship with Jesus, I was so insecure because, golly, I, you guys, I had no business being hired at a church based on what I believed the standard should have been, right? But because I didn't understand that it's Jesus's economy that makes things like this mm -hmm. ha happen. But James, I think that I just know, I know that there is so much inside each of us. And Josh, you, you said asking the next question. I think oftentimes it is just in the question asking sort of routine, getting used to asking students, tell me why you feel that way. When they hear themselves talk about things that they're passionate about, things that they're excited about, things that have been difficult for them. But the more they hear themselves talk about some of those more meaningful things, the more you can share with them. It's just like you did, Josh. You can share your story. You just shared it with me. You could, you know, you could share it with whomever. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know that there's any magical characteristics or anything. I just, I believe in what Jesus believes about people. I really do. That's really good. I think over the years, I've gotten more aggressive with believing that if I give a kid a shot, then something is going to happen. Even if it doesn't happen to the degree that I hope, I don't know that I've ever seen that I gave somebody a shot and spoke life into them and they didn't in some way improve. And I think, I think that's, I think we hold opportunity that we sometimes hold too tightly. Yeah. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so as you are stepping onto a Wednesday night as you are looking for opportunities to influence the people in your life. Our encouragement to you would be that you learn their names and remember it every time you see them, that you would figure out what matters to them and ask about it the next time you see them. And then go the one step further and tell them what you see in them that they may not see in themselves. And my encouragement would be to be specific because the more specific you are, 
the more meaningful it will be. A formula that I've used, and I'm, I'm okay with admitting that it is a formula, is I will say, I see in you fill in the blank. And that matters because fill in the blank. I see in you and that matters because. And that's just an easy way for you to call out of a student the things that are in them that they may not see in themselves. And we really do believe that when you take the step to make it personal with the people in your life, that that might actually help them take a step closer to Jesus, the one who wants to know them personally. That's so great. Allison, while we have you, I know that we're kind of wrapping up our episode here. I would love if you have any word of encouragement or anything that you might like to share with our Switch leaders while they're listening. We'd love to hear. Well, thank you for that opportunity because you guys, again, I, I'm able to serve as a Switch leader. And so I, at one campus on Wednesday nights, I'm able to see what the group of leaders that I have an opportunity to serve with, what they do and how, how much they love and care for the kids there on Wednesday nights. And also equally as important, how much they're partnering with parents. For anyone who is on this call who is a parent, you know how important it is. I mean, honestly, it kind of makes me tear up to know that we're all going to be calling out the great things that we see in these students, that we're going to care deeply about what it is that matters to these kids, and that we're going to call them by their name literally and figuratively, that we're going to see who they are. And so I just am so encouraged by all of you guys. I do have an opportunity to jump around sometimes on Wednesday nights to campuses. So I, I look forward to seeing any of you. But my prayer for you is that you feel equipped, that you feel filled up, that you are leaning into your personal relationship with Jesus. We want nothing more for you than for you to know him and know how much you are loved and cared for by your Heavenly Father, and then also by the Switch team around you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. I And just so everyone knows, in case you ever questioned, be, between your youth pastor, Vince, and James, and Amber, and Brady, and everyone that we could mention from, from the person you know well to the people that maybe help support us, you are being prayed for. And the ministry that you're serving in is being prayed for. So and we're believing that things won't be done in our power, but that they will be done in his. And that's why we're able to step into things that we think that we don't deserve, like opportunities and platforms that we think we shouldn't have. It's because at the end of the day, we know that we are doing it out of an effort to represent Christ. So I hope that each of you, as you step into Switch this coming week, step into it with confidence, knowing that Christ gave you a platform for a reason. And it was because there is some kids out there who need for you to fight for them. And so I hope that you will take it seriously. I hope that you will take it as an honor and that you will have so much fun fighting off the enemy and, and serving God. So we love you all so much. I hope that you tune in again next week. And as always, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.